This is a Willits Point Shea Stadium bound 7 express train. The next and last stop is Willits Point Shea Stadium. Welcome to the Subway to Shea podcast. Anthony Rivera here with you to talk about all the news and happening surrounding that team from Queens, the New York Mets. You can follow the show on Twitter at Subway to Shea. Listen to the show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. Please take a few minutes to write me a review. Let me know what you think of the show. The good things, the bad things, let me know it all because I want to know how to improve this show for all you listeners out there. And I want you to enjoy every time you listen to the show. I want you to enjoy it. I want you to have a good time. I want this to be one of the shows you have set in your phone or device, whatever device you're using. I want you to have this show in there and know that you enjoy this. So please take a few minutes, leave me a review. Let me know what you're thinking. And that's pretty much it on the review portion of the show. This is episode 10, the Rare Donias episode of the show. First off, I want to thank Elizabeth Moratori for coming on the show last week and talking about the Jared Porter firing. It was a really good interview. I really enjoyed it. And I hope to have her on again sometime soon. And with all that's gone on this past week, with the whole aftermath of Jared Porter, we found out that we do have a new general manager, and it is the former assistant general manager, Zach Scott. He's been promoted to the acting general manager for the Mets. As you know, he's taking over for Jared Porter. Porter was fired last week over some very, very bad issues that he's dealt with. We're done with Porter, done talking about him. We're going to move on from him. Sandy Alderson stated that Zach has plenty of championship experience to draw upon. He has been an integral part of our decision-making process since his arrival. The entire baseball operations staff, including himself, will continue to work collaboratively. Now, Zach Scott was the runner-up when Jared Porter was named general manager, and the Mets hired him to be the senior vice president and assistant general manager on December 23rd. He was also a former colleague of Porter when they spent time in the Boston Red Sox organization. Now, we know Porter went on with the Cubs, he went on with the Diamondbacks, but Scott spent 17 seasons in the Boston Red Sox organization. He was elevated to the assistant general manager role, and he was in charge of analytics, baseball systems, and advanced and professional scouting in 2018. I figured this was going to happen because you brought him in here to be the assistant general manager. And at the same time, you brought in Porter. And I figured that they were going to be grooming Porter to be the president of baseball operations and then have Zach Scott be the general manager. I felt like that's what they were going for. So this makes perfect sense to me. The Mets, you know, don't take long, about a week is all it took 
made him the general manager, and now that's set and done with. So I'm glad. Congratulations to Zach Scott. Well-deserved honor. Hopefully everything runs smoothly, and hopefully he brings a championship to the New York Mets. So on to the actual product on the field, the team on the field. And I got to say, what is next? No Springer? No hand? So what's next for the Mets? And I'm going to get into you know the contracts that George Springer got for the Blue Jays, the contract Brad Hand got for the Nats, also JT Real Muto signing back with the Phillies, so the NL East is stacked. But first off, you know, usually these guys do a pretty good job. But this offseason, we all have to admit that the reporting has just been awful. They have taken rumors to a whole new level and speculation to a whole new level. And I'm talking about the Buster Olneys of the world who said that he would give up his farm knowing that George Springer would sign with the Mets. Or if he didn't sign with the Mets, he would give up his farm. Well, George Springer did not sign with the Mets. How about Ken Rosenthal? Ken Rosenthal said that Brad Hand was in the final steps of signing a contract with the New York Mets. How excited were you when you heard that? Lefty reliever could be a closer, pretty dominant in Cleveland. And now, he signed with the Nationals. False reporting. Bob Nightingale, as of a couple of days ago, with the Mets contract with Trevor Bauer saying that he was given the highest AAV from the Mets and then had to retract that as he wasn't. These guys got to get their facts straight, man. I know they're all rushing to be the first one to announce who's signing where, which person's going to what team. Like, just get your facts straight. I'd rather you be correct than make these kind of errors. I mean, now knowing that, you know, we we were close to having Brad Hand, then we weren't close to having Brad Hand. Now he's with the Nationals in our division. Like, come on, dude. Same thing happened with Michael Brantley. He had was said to have signed with the Blue Jays. All of a sudden, he's signing with the Astros. Like, these are mistakes that you should not be making. Don't rush to be the first person to announce these things. Get the fact right. That's what's more important. Get the fact right and then tell me what the contract is. How many years? Don't be rushing to tell me that this guy's signing with this team, or here are a couple of my favorite things as sources say, oh, he's interested, they're monitoring the situation, or they continue to be engaged. And this one's my new favorite, informed speculation. Come on, guys, enough's enough. And I know that these guys are hailed as, you know, top riders in baseball, and they, they are. But when it comes to the offseason, these are big deals that we're dealing with here. Imagine if they said that, you know, George Springer had signed a deal with the Mets, and then to retract that and he goes to another team? Can't be making mistakes like that. It's been a rough offseason. This has been a rough offseason. For the writers, for free agents, baseball is definitely not one of the best offseasons. I mean, in hockey and in basketball, it's quick. These players are ready to sign with their teams. In baseball, it just drags so long. And this year, it's not working out for the players. They're not getting the contracts that they want. Real Muto didn't get the contract that he wanted. He wanted close to 200 to 300 million dollars. And he had to settle. Five years, 115 million uh, with a 23.1 AAV. Now, that's a great deal for the Phillies. And I know Met fans are upset that they could have waited. But do you really want to wait? 
and a lot of fans keep saying same old Mets, same old Mets. If if you want to say same old Mets, imagine if they waited for JT Romuto and James McCann was gone, and then they miss out on JT Romuto. That's definitely going to be same old Mets. So I'm glad that they went in there, they got McCann, and they nipped the catcher's position real quick. They needed a catcher. They got McCann. They got the deal they wanted. If they would have got Rio Muto, this offseason might just be him. They might have just got him. But instead, instead of just having JT Rio Muto, they have James McCann, which allowed them to now go for a trade for Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. I'll take that any day of the week over just having JT Romuto. And if we all remember, JT, at the beginning of the offseason, said he didn't want to come to New York. So obviously, he was going to push the Mets to skyrocket the price, and then another team might have swooped in. Or we were going to be paying him astronomical price to play on the Mets. Couldn't do that. Just couldn't do that. Now, after the whole Jared Porter firing... Um, and after recording last week's show, it was found out that George Springer signed with the Blue Jays. Now, the, in episode before the Jared Porter firing, I talked about the possibility of not signing George Springer. And it was pretty obvious that after the Francisco Lindor trade, the signing of George Springer lowered. But the Mets did make him an offer. He just got more from the Blue Jays. The Mets weren't willing to go an extra year and extra money for an outfielder that in two or three years is not going to be playing center field and will probably be playing in the position that Michael Conforto is in right now. And Michael Conforto is 27, and the Mets are going to obviously want to re-sign him. Homegrown talent. That's what they talked about during the press conference when Sandy and Steve were brought in. They talked about grooming and growing their own talent something that the Mets really never do except for what one or two players David Wright Ed Cranepool they they did Tom Seaver wrong you know so once the Mets traded for Francisco Lindor it was apparent that George Springer became less and less of what the Mets wanted to pay for they did offer him a deal and he decided to go with the Blue Jays and good for him. Worse for the Yankees, because the Blue Jays are going to be pretty stacked. Now on to the Brad Hand deal. Brad Hand got one year, $10.5 million from the Nationals. Now, it might have been wise to go after him earlier on when he was only going to be worth $10 million. But the Nationals swooped in, they got him, and I think the Mets even offered him a little more. But guess what? It's not that the Mets didn't offer enough money, because they did. The Mets did their part. Here's the issue. Brad Hand wants to be a closer. And at the moment, we have one. We have Edwin Diaz. Now I know he's not the best, and even I'm still leery of Edwin Diaz and what he can do. But at the moment, he's still our closer. And we couldn't guarantee that to Brad Hand. Brad Hand wanted to be guaranteed he would be a closer. And that's exactly what he got with the Nationals. Good for him going after what he wanted. You know, not every time... The Mets offer someone a contract, they're going to take it just because they have the most money. There are other things involved in the situation. Yes, money is important to a lot of players, but there are other things involved. Just like with Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton wanted to play close to home, so he went to Atlanta. 
Brad Hand, he wanted to be closer. There are things other than money that are involved in making the decision in what team you want to play for. You can't fault them. You can't fault the Mets on this. Steve is not going to spend like Drunken Sailor, which now, now that Bow, now that Springer, Riamuto are off the board, that leads one more big free agent, and his name is Trevor Bauer. Now, do the Mets go after Trevor Bauer? Is it smart for them to go after Trevor Bauer? And if they do, what should his contract be? Now, if I were the Mets and I'm going to sign Trevor Bauer, I'd probably only give him two or three years. He's not getting anything long-term from me. Two to three years, maybe 30 mil a year? I don't know. Or do you go after a James Paxton? Do you go after a Tawan Walker? Or you can make a trade. But I'd give Bauer between one to three years if I were the Mets. Some people are saying he wants one year 40 million. Hmm, I don't know if I'd do that. If the Mets were that one player away, that one pitcher away from going to a World Series, I might consider it a one-year deal. But I think to team him up with a Jacob deGrom and a Stroman and a returning Syndergaard and a Carrasco and possibly Peterson, really strong rotation that would be. Especially when you have the Dodgers, the Padres, the Braves. You're going to have the Phillies and the Nationals. The Nationals, they had a rough season, but I still think they're good. I still think they're very good. They have great pitching rotation. They have a closer now. They struggled last year, but I think they'll be back this year. The NL East is going to be tough. So how much do you really bring Bauer in for? I think if they did three years 90, I think I would be okay with. I I don't know. It's tough. And then you also got to think about his social media. That's been the big issue. A lot of people don't want him on the Mets because of his social media issues. He's had social media fights with other women. We just dealed with an issue with Jared Porter. This is not in any way a sexual issue like Porter did, but it's still, you know, we're still in the world where, you know, social media and bullying and all this stuff happens. So are they going to monitor that as well? We don't know. We don't know where the Mets are going, and neither do these reporters, because at one point, he's getting the highest AAV, they want to be more than Garrett Cole, next moment, they just offered him a deal, but not a high AAV, so we don't know what is happening. You know the only people that know that's happening? is Trevor Bauer and his agent, Rachel Luba. That's it. That's it. But if the Mets are going to sign Trevor Bauer, I wouldn't give more than three years. If they went fourth year... I may be okay with it, but three years and that's it. So what will be the biggest signing of the offseason? Because if you can think about it, they really got James McCann and they made the trades that they've made. And I think the biggest signing of the offseason will be the extensions for Michael Conforto and a Lindor. Now, if I had to strategize how I would do this, I would sign this offseason before spring training or before the beginning of the, you know, before opening day, I would sign Michael Conforto first. And here's why. The crop next year for outfielders, it's not great. 
There's a tweet out there that I retweeted, and I'm going to bring it up, and it shows you what the crop is of outfielders that are out there. And let's take a look at that. Michael Mayer from MetsmerizedOnline.com talked about these free agents next year from the outfield. Jorge Soler, Mark Canna, Corey Dickerson, Tommy Pham, Starling Marte, Chris Taylor. Michael Conforto may be the best of them all, which means what? He's going to get the most money. So why not sign him now? Give him the contract now. And if they have to wait for Francisco Lindor in the next offseason, fine. Because guess what? You're going to see Trevor Story, Javier Baez, Carlos Correa, and Corey Seager. All top shortstops. So if we can only sign at the moment one, I, I, I want to sign both. But if we can only sign one at the moment, it would have to be Michael Conforto. Sign Conforto because we know next year the outfield crop is not great. Then you can sign Francisco Lindor in the offseason next year. Obviously, they're going to have the rights to him for those first, I guess, couple weeks out or a couple days after the World Series. And then if he doesn't sign, you'll have Story, Baez, Correa, Seager. I don't think all of them are going to sign or re-sign with their teams or get traded and then sign. I think some of them are going to hit free agency. So if I had to strategize, that may be the best way to go. But I do want to sign both of them. If they could sign both of them this offseason, great. But if not, Conforto first. Has to be. Have to go Conforto first. And you got to think, is this season really worth going over the luxury tax for? The Mets are not the best team to beat in the NL East. They're not the best team to beat in the NL either. I still think the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Braves are better. If the Mets were one player away, I would go over the luxury tax this year. But I don't think they're there yet. Maybe next year they can do it, or the following year. But I wouldn't rush to get over the luxury tax just because Steve Cohen has all the money in the world. You gotta be smart about it. Gotta strategize. Which means, you know, sometimes we may not go after the player that you want. Just like they didn't get after Springer. It might mean platooning. We might see Brandon Nimmo in center field at some time this season. Maybe he platoons with an Almora. Or maybe they bring in the defense of uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. And at the look of it, right now, there's not going to be a DH. They didn't come to an agreement on the DH. So at the moment, there's no DH. Which means you're going to see Dom Smith in left field, Nimmo in center, Alonzo at first. Got to be prepared for these things. And as it stands right now, you know, as bad as the Mets were last season, they had a pretty good offense. Didn't score as much for Jacob deGrom, but they had one of the top offenses in the league. And now you add Francisco Lindor to that. You add James McCann to that, who continues to improve, to go along with Alonzo, to go along with Dom Smith, Conforto, McNeil, Nimmo, who can hit really well. J.D. Davis, I know he struggled last year, but he had a good season in 2019. It's a good offense. They just score for their Cy Young Award-winning best pitcher in baseball, Jacob DeGrom. It'd be great. Get him some wins. I just don't know if this is the right time to go over the luxury tax in the first year Steve Cohen's running the team. There'll be a time when they do, and they'll need to. In the next five years, there will be a time. I just don't know if this is the right time yet. Obviously, if they get Trevor Bauer, they're going over the luxury tax. But we don't know. Before we wrap up the show, a couple of Mets notes. Omar Minaya is back. 
ambassador for the team. You know, he was the assistant GM from 1998 to 2001, and then he became the general manager in 2004 to 2010 when he brought in the likes of Pedro Martinez, Carlos Beltran, Carlos Delgado, Paul LaDuca, Billy Wagner. Then it fell off the wagon around, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010. Replaced by Sandy Alderson, who brought him back in 2017, and he stayed on with Brody Van Wagenen, but was fired once new ownership took over in October. So Omar Manaya, back as an ambassador for the team. Kevin Howard, named new farm director, 2015 Cleveland minor league hitting coach, and he worked his way up to Cleveland hitting coordinator in 2019. Final note, Ben Zalzmer, new Mets director of baseball analytics, and he comes from the world champion Dodgers. Well, that's going to wrap up the show for today. Thanks for listening. I appreciate all you guys that listen to the show, every single one of you. I always like to talk with you guys on Twitter, interact. So please continue to listen to the show. Enjoy it. Please take a few minutes to write me a review. Let me know what you think. Good things, bad things. I want to know it all. I want to know how to improve this show for you guys and gals. So let me know what you think. You can follow the show on Twitter at Subway to Shea. You can listen to this show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. If anything drops, new signings, trades, I will talk with you then. Until then, let's go Mets.